0: This is the Gary Vee Audio Experience. The reason I win, often, is because I'm not worried about the person in the middle. Got it? Yeah. I didn't change for them, they changed for me. Why? Because I focused on you. You got your perspective. I just wanna be happy, don't you wanna be happy? I'm super excited to be here. Obviously, you know, it's funny, this is so literal to my world, and it's fun, you know, because I, yesterday I was in Boston, and I spoke to 600 um, jewelry uh, store owners, and it felt really warm to me, because they're merchants. They own a single store, and they sell stuff, and that, obviously, is very much where I come from, and then I get to get behind it, to have this event where so many of the people in this room, the far majority are doing what I'm currently doing. And yesterday was a lot of fun to reminisce and challenge myself to think about what did I do when I had no money? Which is really basically the framework of the talk, which is you know, a lot of people in this room that are familiar with my work, I talk about a lot of progressive things, a lot of things, but the reality is I, I always remember when I kept trying to change the narrative in the late in 2014, 15, 16, which is, I didn't build Wine Library through just social media, I did direct mail, it was search, it was email marketing, and I took it way back because I knew that a lot of people in the room had no marketing budget, and it made me remember something that is super fun for me which is literally week one, out of college, no marketing budget, I printed a bunch of 20% off by the case of wine things on a, picture I made in some sort of version of old school, photo, not even Photoshop yet, I, I mean I was so computer illiterate, I couldn't even like, know what I was doing. It, I remember it had a crab, literally a crab, like there was a default picture of a crab in a beach and I like, was like that's fine and I put that there <laughs> and, and then made dotted lines and it said 20% off on a case of wine, non-sale items. I printed 100 of them Came to the store the next day, parked my car, ran in, opened the store, told one of the kids to keep an eye on the shop, and drove to the Short Hills Mall and literally put those flyers on windshields for an hour and a half. What's fun about that for me here now is day one, Vayner was super funny, you know, and the reality is I knew nothing about the advertising industry uh, and I had to learn it and I had to build and so it's fun for me to be challenged to remember what I did knowing there's a wide range of people here who are a one woman shop to people that are trying to go from seven to eight figures. Very honestly, I wanna really move this into a very aggressive Q&A session because I think you know, just based on how many people hit me up on LinkedIn and on Twitter over the last 24 hours about this, you know, the far majority of this room at least has some level of context of what I'm gonna talk about or what I believe, and I don't think that brings you the most value. I think what brings you the most value is probably ironically, and it's fun to see Maribel here, who I've worked very closely with for quite a long time, like, I'm extremely proud of my operational capability for all those incredible things that I heard, you know, in the intro just now, which are super fancy and really surreal for me to think about, What I promise every one of you when I think about business that I'm most proud of is 21 years ago, I walked into my dad's store and he decided, because he was passionate about it, to renovate the house. This is like family business shit. And I was in charge. Now, I'd been in the business since I was 14, every weekend, every summer vacation. My dad knew that I wasn't a Schlemiel and I was capable and even the last two years of college, I was coming home almost every weekend putting in work. But I walked in And from that day to this second, I have not raised capital. I have had a payroll to make. What blows my mind, this is not true with Boehner because of the scale, but I didn't even have a credit line for Wine Library and our invoices were due on 30 days or the distributor would put you on COD, cash on delivery, which would stop you from being able to buy from any of the distributors. The discipline that I was raised in to you know, pay with what you had, right? And so I've scrapped. I'm most proud that for 21 straight years I've had to make payroll, and I have. Operations, building an actual business. So a lot of fancy other things have come along the way, but the connection point I feel for this room is quite high. I have a lot of thoughts about offense and defense, which is playing out in all of your minds. Um, and So I'd like to bring as much value as possible. So there's two mics that are lined up. So I'm, I think it's a good idea to line up. Um, <laughs> good. Um, and 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 I think and I think just to create a little more framework for the Q&A. I know you want to come out and frame the Q&A. I just love having you here. That was such a good intro. Oh really? Thank yeah, you. it's really good.
1: Well. Uh, you know, you know, can I say one thing? Yeah, say So you said, you said this, you know, there was a disclaimer where somebody was like, hey, you got to have to go out here and tell people that Gary likes to say the F word a lot. But then I was like, man, you know, swearing is a intelligence thing, it's a Marxist intelligence. So I was like, you, butt, you, you bet your butt we
2: are, right, you know?
1: I That's appreciate That's like a dumb it. thing. And, so. and
0: listen, <laughs> Ryan, Ryan told me backstage, to watch my mouth. So I've, I've thrown one shit out and I've kept it fairly clean. I'm pretty pumped. But I know somebody's gonna ask a fucking stupid question. <laughs> And I'm joking, because there is no stupid question. On a very serious note, and what I want to set the tone on, and this is where I want to inspire a couple of you that are still sitting, because they're either more introverted or lazy, or who the hell knows why you didn't get up. I, I am really passionate about operations and how to build an actual business, and it's very hard to produce content for that, that can bring enough value, and that's why I don't go there. I found my, listen, I think a lot of you have a sense of me There was a very long time where I went nowhere close to anything motivational, because I have zero, point zero interest in being a motivational speaker, even though I know many, many people view me that way. I'm motivated, I'm optimistic, I'm deeply grateful and happy, and I genuinely do believe that perspective really, really matters, because if you think you've lost before you've started, you actually already lost, and that's real, because that happens to me in things. So I have that in me, but I promise you, please feel free to go very detailed. I, I don't have a COO. I have a thousand people. I don't have a COO because I'm operating it. I'm making tangible operational decisions in the back room right now. I've just been very, very thoughtful of how to create content at scale and post-produced it contextual to the platforms that matter but that doesn't take away from the fact that I'm spending 11 to 14 hours a day being the CEO and COO of a thousand person global agency. So I have, I have some thoughts, started from scratch, so I, I, I can remember, and I understand, and I know what has worked for me and others that look like me, and what has kept a lot of people at the $700,000 a year in revenue business. So I really think I can help, so please fire away, and I'm really, I'm honestly grateful to be here, and I appreciate it, thank you. My name is, is this on? My name
3: is Robin Wilson, and I sat there all day long because I knew that this 55-year-old woman would only have a chance of getting here if I was closest to the mic and in the front row. So Impressed. strategy pays. <laughs> Hacking always works. Woo! Love it. So I have um, a specific question. So I only do social media marketing at our agency. We only do social and email, but social mainly on that forefront but we serve a very particular mar- um, vertical we serve automotive okay so we're a women-owned business that do social media marketing their leaders 55 years old like any of that gives a shit about anything right and we um, not only just serve the automotive industry but we really kind of niche with subprime uh, Dealerships—that's kind of where our forte is—is is that non-intender market. Yes. And so my question has been because people ask me all the time, do you guys do digital also, which means you know search, and we don't because my brain is only so big. Yeah. And so I don't know whether I need to partner with somebody or just continue to let them find their outsourcing for that, because di- all digital isn't isn't is right.
0: I understand. And do you do paid and creative or just paid or just creative? Paid and creative. Understood. So. I think the answer is extremely personal. I think you're, you and everybody else here is not unaware that when you don't provide a service, it creates a vulnerability that can lead to you losing your service, right? Not right. super complicated, we've all been there. Um, I think it comes down to, and this is actually, what a way, thank you Rob, like, this is a great way to start. I literally backstage just made a video, and for the people that follow me the most, I'm in such post-production, film my life mode, that the days of five or six years ago when I go straight to camera with a thought video is rare. Original programming just for the video is rare for me these days, but I'm so compelled right now around this thought that people are not self-aware of what makes them happy when they run a business and everybody just thinks about growth without realizing the next employee or the next hundred dollars is the beginning of the process of you not liking your business anymore. And that's your answer. Your answer is predicated on, you know it's a vulnerability in one way, it's also a strength in another way. Right. You just have to ask yourself, are you happy with the level of business that you're at? And do you, if you're not, are you in a place where you think you can get more deep, narrow, or do you think you need to go wide? Right, Part- partnering is no. Correct. Right, all partnerships are vulnerable from the get. It's inconceivable that another business or human has the same exact interests as you do and something's gonna happen eventually. And I, again, this is what makes this fun. The heads are nodding because you lived it. You already thought about the shit you did that didn't work and this, right? So. That's why we never partnered with anybody. As a matter of fact, I never took a single meeting to partner with anybody because I knew I was gonna do everything because I'm building it for myself and I had no interest claiming that they're the one that told me to do video, you know? I didn't even want to make myself vulnerable to somebody claiming that in a meeting where they were trying to get me to partner with them that when I then did what they did, I was a dick. So I wouldn't even take the meetings because I didn't want the reputational vulnerability because I knew there was never gonna be a scenario where I was gonna partner with anybody. I was gonna do everything. Perfect answer, thank you. You know, so It's a self-awareness answer. Um, let me say one other thing because I know this will bring more value to everybody. I'm also a very big fan when you want to do something else to not do yesterday's thing to do tomorrow's. I would much rather a lot of people here who are in social only not go and do search and banner and programmatic, but start the process of affording the ability to do voice in four years. Nice. Because their business will grow much more. Love it, thank you, so But, real quick, and I apologize. <laughs> I'm coming, I'm coming but back. The, but the reason I say voice is I think voice is dangerously close, whereas if you come up to me and say, Gary, that's exactly, like the next guy was like, Gary, that's exactly right, I'm gonna be doing blockchain advertising to guarantee you know, consumption. I'm like, that's further along than you think. Or, I'm building a VR shop. Not one person you know goes home and goes and does VR. Which means we're far away. (laughs) My strength is timing, not just seeing it. Right? Like, I'm not talking about TikTok a whole bunch now because I just fucking discovered it. I was one of the first users of Musical.ly. I'm talking about it now, because it's on the cusp of getting older, and that's why I talked about Snapchat, even though I invested four years earlier, I wait till things hit a different level of scale that accompanies more consumers. Timing. And I build, the reason Vayner got so big was I invested in the things that I thought would be soon, and I stayed alive with my salesmanship to get there. Nice. Thank you. Thanks.
4: Hi, Gary. How are you? I'm great, man. How are you doing? Very good. What's your name? My name is Eric Yang. Eric. Um, I'm from Paris. Very nice. And I uh, actually built an online conference agency. And we actually operate in Los Angeles. And I've actually been following your advice, which is creating content and documenting the entire journey and process of our work. I love and it. actually has been working really, really well for us. Go
0: figure. <laughs>
4: <laughs> <laughs> What's been interesting is the type of people that follow us now are mostly, like, entrepreneurs that are Asian on the 30, which Makes is sense. exactly who I am. Yep. And I uh, actually moved to Asia to be closer with that demographic. Interesting. And my question to you is, besides podcasting, what advice would you give entrepreneurs in Asia to build a personal brand?
0: Well, I, I think podcasting is gonna have a huge growth in that area. I also think that, you know, KOLs are disproportionately advanced in Asia, especially in mainland China and other places. So you know the ability to tap into the influencer ecosystem in that world is quite advanced i also think that there's enormous arbitrage on all the social networks out in southeast so we opened up singapore right. because we think the media costs on instagram and facebook and all and the platforms that play even line when we go full time to japan and south korea are even more underpriced than they are in america our global expansion has been completely predicated on the underpriced nature of the media that we most believe in. So, the answer is it doesn't change. My, my answer is always the same. What are humans doing? And then bring them the most value in that channel. Mm. I mean, again, people, I know a lot of you are following at home, like, the fact that Crushing It only came out like 18 months ago as a book and spoke nothing of LinkedIn and LinkedIn is the top thing I'm talking about is wild. It just, it, Here's why it's wild, it's not a new thing. It just became underpriced. There's a very dark horse chance that I'm gonna talk a lot about print and direct mail, radio and television one day because the market so collapses that the price becomes actually a deal. I, I want to buy outdoor billboards when they're remnant and I can buy them for two months for 2000 instead of $34,000. i am unemotional. I can't wait to be at a conference like this in seven years and completely shit on social media. (laughs) Because you have to understand, I wasn't making content and you weren't following along when I built my entire companies on Google. Guys, I ran ads on Google the day it came out. I bought Google AdWords for five cents a click the day it came out for wine terms. That was one of the biggest reasons Wine Library grew. I did email marketing in 1997, heavy. It was my religion. I had 90 fucking percent open rates. Like it was unheard of, but it was new. The same rate right now, I'm getting a million, I'm getting hundreds, and if not thousands, of emails a day or DMs from people that are thanking me for telling them to go on TikTok. It's just arbitrage. But people dig in on the thing they know and aren't willing to kill the thing that got them there. That's what's happening in this room. You're not willing to kill the thing that got you to the dance, when it no longer is the thing. And so you start justifying, and you start shitting on the new thing, which gets you deeper in the hole, then you feel even further behind. <clears throat> That's the game. That's the game.
4: Thank you. You got it. Um, I have a, <clears throat> Incock, just to uh, take a shot at this. I am about to launch a podcast. Yep. I have six guests lined up already. Will you be open to be my seventh guest for 15 minutes? (coughs) Two minutes? 15. No. What about about two? Just two minutes, one question.
0: You made a critical mistake, and I'll explain it. If you had booked four guests, I would have definitely done it.
4: Oh, six people are lining up already. They're pre-recorded.
0: I get it. But if I could have been the fifth guest, I would be in. But now I'm gonna wait to be the 100th guest.
4: So when I have 100. When you get
0: 99 in the bag, you send me this clip, and I'll do it.
4: <laughs> Done, thank you.
5: <clears throat> Gary, it is, is it? always good to see you, my it's friend. It's always good to see Spanky. Um, I wanna thank you again, I always do. I send you emails regularly oh, to aware. thank you. Um, no, I, 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 something that's... i I read them. I know, I, and I appreciate you. You answered one at 6.30 in the morning on a Saturday, and I love you for that. <laughs> um following your advice has helped me as you know grow my company in two and a half years from zero to say it a multi-million dollar business
0: you didn't fully really say it
5: huh <laughs> go ahead go ahead
0: <laughs> go ahead
5: and i, I gotta tell you I, you know i'm not nervous speaking to gary i'm just so moved because this guy is so real and so genuine and actually cares. Like, really fucking cares.
0: Because, because, it, because it doesn't come out of mine. The second you understand how much abundance is in the world, you will change your behavior. Absolutely. I'm giving away all my best advice for free at scale. <laughs> I mean, do you know how many people in here have made money by literally parroting it directly? And I like that. That's what I want you to do. Of course I could have all those customers. I'm just not gonna get around to it. Do you know how nice this is to hear? Admiration trumps finances every day of the week.
5: Good. ahead. So, at dinner two years ago, you asked me a question. And the question was, are you building this company to buy, to, to, to build it and hold it, or to build it and sell it? I remember. And now I want to get it to the next level to get it to 100, 150 million okay. for an exit.
0: Okay. I'm
5: trying to figure out what our next move is.
0: I need more context to understand. Okay. I think building all these companies here is actually, to build a $100 million agency, you have to be in the HR business. Sure. Like, just so everybody, you, you, you wanna get to the punchline, I'm I'm, I spend all my time in HR. That's the answer. We sell people. Yeah. And I don't understand how you don't understand, you know how we make fun of, Rachel probably covered it in some way, but I'm not sure if she went there, when we scrutinize in the VC community, companies that are very good at CAC, but suck at LTV, they lose. You can acquire companies, customers all day long, but if you need to hold on to them for four months to make it pay off and they drop off after two and a half months, you're out of business. And then when the price of Instagram and Facebook ads go out and your CAC is going up, you're really in deep shit. Yet we don't talk about LTV. Remember, how many years you have been a Vayner? I mean, these are real, when I got into the business, people, people, <laughs> this is super funny because now I'm thinking, I forgot. Lots of people came to give me advice. And I, you know, I, I, I'm a nice guy so I was cordial But, in my brain, I'm like, motherfucker. (laughs) My business is gonna be bigger than yours in 36 months and I don't even know what I'm doing yet. So your advice is cool, but like, everyone's like, your people are gonna stay for 18 to 24 months. I'm like, no, no, your people are gonna stay for 18 to 24 months. My people are gonna stay for five, 10, and 15 years because I actually give a fuck about them. The only way you can build a hundred million dollar business is the, the reason the New York Jets are in big trouble right now is their offensive line has no cohesion because they don't ever play together at any level. Agencies are like offensive lines. They need cohesion. You know how fast you can go when everybody feels safe and knows what everybody else is good at? Yet people are fearful that they're gonna lose, you know. I remember one of the things I established early on. If we lose an account, Nobody gets fired. Because I remember knowing that I had to establish that. Shit like that. All this stuff that nobody's talking about. People are like, people are always, it's very fascinating to me, I'm an enigma. I do unusual things. I talk about my unusual things, but everybody wants to focus on the other stuff because the stuff I do is hard. People.
5: And I just, one final follow up. Don't listen to what he says execute on what he does, watch what he does and do it. I've built my company doing, following his advice and doing exactly what he roadmaps and he gives away his best shit. I directly owe you, like there's not enough wine library, wine text, empathy, like I subscribe to all of them, I know you know that too. I do that because there's not enough thank yous that I can give you for the value you've I'm given me. I'm trying
0: to guilt every fucking person on earth into fire shit. Great ownership.
5: job. <laughs> Thank you. Thanks, Gary.
6: Hey, Gary. My hey. um, My name's Trevor. Unlike the gentleman before you, I am pretty nervous, so I got a stress ball give it back but the reason why I wanted to come up here to say thank you um, I found your content a couple years ago from the uh, Monday morning rant video that you run yeah. all the time
0: yes
6: and the 400 trillion to one kind of really got me because uh, right when that video came out I lost my mother to like a two-year multi battle of cancer and I'm sorry to hear that. I realized there's no reason to do shit you hate None. so I wanted And I by the way like,
0: 25 to 50% of this room hates what they're doing right
6: now th- that's that was me that was honestly me and you really changed my life. So what I did was I got into, I'm like, I'm a ninja with SEO, I'm gonna go like, give my services away for free, because there's no way for me to kind of like, go into a business and be like, yeah, like, I've done nothing but I'm gonna make you money. So I, I like reverse engineered that because of what you said and I ended up doing a lot of business for companies and raising a lot of money and people are like, how much do we owe you? I'm like, I, I don't know, like I'm just here to make a brand. but i have done a poor job of like building my own brand and that's mainly my question because now I'm ready to start scaling because my goal is to give back, form a 501c3, form a non-for-profit, start a cancer charity uh, on behalf of my mom who grew up with literally nothing and gave everything she had, so it really inspired me. So it's a lot like your content. But um, now I'm ready to kind of, I, in order to do that, no, since the I'm good working. News is
0: you did build your brand. You executed. I did. So you're actually in a much better place than a lot of people who've done a good job amassing followers but actually don't do shit. Like,
6: I don't have a lot of followers, but the companies I do have, they'll like, they trust me, Like they'll give their left kidney for me. They like Correct,
0: and so <laughs> you should probably take it and sell it on the black market. And, <laughs> take those, down. I'm just kidding. So I, I think what you need to, do, listen, what is old is always new. I think testimonials are powerful. Right. I don't think they should be boring like we saw in the <laughs> 90s, but like, I think that I think you have built your brand. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. like, every time big agency holding companies try to razz on me and play the card of like, well it's all Gary and yeah. his relationships, I'm like, yes, GE and Pepsi and Chase <laughs> and ABI are so enamored with me that they're seven and six and eight year clients of us. They, they're clients with us because they've gotten results. Right. Cause we execute. You know, yes, maybe I've been more out and about about mm-hmm. how I've approached it, but you've built your brand, you just haven't now manifested right. the equity okay. that you're sitting with, and this is why I would tell you, for everybody here that's looking for new business, this moment on LinkedIn, many of you felt the good effects, many of you regretted for not jumping on board of the golden era of Facebook organic reach on pages. Yeah. That's right? true. We yeah. can all agree on that? you know of it one way or the other. You either benefited from it, or you kind of wish you took advantage of it when I was screaming about it and most people weren't doing it. I'm gonna give you another chance right now. It's happening <laughs> right now. It's called LinkedIn.
6: Yep.
0: LinkedIn is Facebook 2011. Right now. You can have no followers, nobody on earth knows you, you make a video, a picture, a written word, a deck, a something, you post it, And a lot more people than you think will see it. You're welcome. Thank you, Gary.
6: Means the world, man. LinkedIn,
0: testimonials. By the way, not everybody is remarkably handsome and charismatic. (laughs) I can't be Gary. Not everybody (laughs) needs to be. Find out how you communicate. One of the reasons I started making cartoons, which I think some of you have seen on LinkedIn or Instagram, is because I keep trying to find ways to show you that there's a million ways to communicate. You don't have to have gift for gab, one take improv ability to go. You might write incredibly well and your seven paragraphs on the current state of long tail SEO post on on LinkedIn and get the hell out and see three inbound leads is real and it will go away Because I'm yelling loud. Half will do it. Some will do it. One will do it. And then it will get saturated. The attention will be matched by the amount of content. Ads will go into the ecosystem. You understand? How many times do you have to see this happen? (laughs) Like, right? Like, how many times do you need? Like, how do you think I dominated social? I lived it with search and with email. And then I'm like, okay, now I get it. I'm not making the same mistake. When I see it, (laughs) you know people here are struggling to get leads and win RFPs and get new business and literally the answer is LinkedIn right now. And now I've said it and still 74% of you next week won't do it. Which is how I got into insecurity and parenting and perspective, right? Because I couldn't logically understand how this is happening right now And I know 74% of you are not gonna do it next week. I'm like, oh, right, they're scared of judgment. Oh, right, they don't want their uncle to say they're stupid or when some anonymous person says that they're ugly, that kills them. Right, they didn't get the luxury of circumstance and parenting that I had. So now let me give it to them. I just wanna be the collective shield. Blame it on me. (laughs) No, no, I'm serious, bro. Let's just do it right now, once and for all. When, what's that? Gary did it. Just blame it on me, when somebody leaves a comment and says you're stupid, tell them I told you to post it. <laughs> Tag me, I will go in there and rip that fucker apart. Thank you, Gary. Hey, Gary. Seriously, yeah, hey, how are
2: you? Um, I'm just uh, fantastic, I'm, I'm just, I have to tell you I spoke a little bit earlier right before you and I'm so glad I didn't have to speak after. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> but um I really enjoy what you're doing and I have to say one of the things that's challenged challenge my question uh, so I work with experts um I help them become more uh, of an authority and I help them become like influencers in the space. So a lot of what we do is actually Gary V type Stuff And actually confession number two, I actually spoke at Digital uh, Marketers Headquarters teaching a content strategy that looks a little bit like yours that you talk about. That
0: free deck I put out has made a lot of people a lot of fucking money.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah. No joke, you guys. Um, how, to, how to leverage video and turn it into quote images and social media posts and all that stuff and, and use square platform so you can put it on Instagram, Facebook, LinkedIn, everything and just get the most leverage out of your content. My question to you is, one of the problems that I do have, because the experts that I work with, they're running businesses, mostly they're CEOs, founders, yep. or agency owners.
0: Makes sense.
2: Um, the, the problem that I have, it's like pulling teeth, getting them to create this content, to invest in their own personal That's brands. I
0: invented document, don't create. Tell me more. They should film their day.
2: Okay. So I, I totally get that. People My, are busy. Yeah, they're busy, and so. Or,
0: mm -hmm. they have to start a podcast, which becomes the top of the funnel for the post-production creative across the board. Smart. With with neither, you can't. Just so everybody knows, unless you're vlogging, or you do a podcast, or you decide to become a guest on Peoples, one of my best arbs is being a guest on Peoples. You think I wanna talk to the Paris dude at fucking episode 100? (laughs) But here's why it works, I get to win twice. I know and it makes me feel good that when he has me on, his guests from episode 101 on are gonna be better because he's gonna leverage that I was a guest. That makes me feel nice. Number two, when I do that interview, I'm gonna be filming it, he's gonna ask me a question that's gonna take me in a direction that maybe I wouldn't have gone otherwise, that answer becomes a piece of content that gets a million views on Instagram.
2: Perfect. So the follow-up question is, to any client who is reluctant on creating that content, I'm gonna sh- send them this video. What would you tell them if they tell me, Jeff, I don't have time?
0: Well then, you don't get the benefits of the opportunity. There it is. And it's not super complicated. Like, that's great. Don't have time to go to the gym? You're fucking fat. <laughs> have time, you aren't. Don't have time to, you know, spend a lot of hours with your children and give them wisdom and love, you might have a more challenging relationship when they're older. Don't have time, don't get results. What I would tell them is they're making decisions and valuing something that's less valuable than this for the growth of their business. Thank you. You're welcome.
2: What's
7: happening, Gary? Life is good. I'm Dre Harris from Arizona. It's I've a been a pleasure. Yeah, I've been dreaming about asking you a question. I've watched like 600 of your videos probably so. <laughs> yeah, I'm a fan. But I would consider myself like a recovering bro marketer, if you will, sure. right? I was like a total whore for every yep. uh, marketing tactic trick of the day, get it. all get that it. bullshit, right? Yep. And so uh, your content in large part has really been the Can catalyst. Can I tell
0: you about that real quick because it's yeah. gonna bring value? Yeah. I, I always love that story because what made you that guy when deployed against something more meaningful is gonna create results. I believe I see you. it all the time. Yep. You know? Yep. It's just a discipline change.
7: Absolutely, so uh, your content in large part has been the catalyst for me and my business partner really kind of changing how we've been building the business for the last 18 months. And so...
1: And
8: how's
7: it you, going? Uh, well, it's going well. We're giving away a lot of free shit, so talk to me in a year or something.
1: I
0: get it. (laughs) Uh,
7: And so you talk about, right, giving away your best stuff for free. Yes. I think one of your recent quotes was, uh, fuck your seven day trial. Yeah. Um, (laughs) uh, And so, you. Let me explain.
0: (laughs) No, let me explain, I think it will help. I'm not against seven day trials, I'm against the fact that the seed of the intent of that seven day trial was to get somebody in, give them nothing, to make them pay. That's it. So we, we are unbelievably incapable of not thinking about ourselves first. And so when somebody comes along that thinks about it the other way, she or he can disrupt. That deck that I put out that a lot of people are making money on, took money out of people who sell $1,800 decks. That makes me happy.
7: No doubt. So now,
0: if that deck is valuable, Mazel tov, but the reality is, we've gotten into a place in internet marketing where that is not the case 98% of the time, and that's something that I think, you know, should be disrupted, no different than taxi cabs or bookstores. If you do not bring value to the end consumer, you should be disrupted. Go ahead.
7: Yeah, so you uh, talked a lot recently in some of your videos about, like, whoever can hold their breath the longest is gonna win, and yes. so, uh, can you, I guess, kind of ex- like elaborate on that yes. a little bit? whoever and
0: feeds their customer and their business instead of extracting it so that they can buy dumb shit to impress people they don't even like tends to build better wealth and businesses. Done, thanks. I, I just don't understand that. There's so many people here running smaller, sh- the reason so many people's shops here are smaller than they think is they're taking too much money out of it. Of course you can't scale. You're not hiring anybody because you're buying stuff. There's not a person in this room, me included, that uses every room in the homes they own. (laughs) I think about that shit a lot. I'm like, fuck, we don't use any of these rooms. I wish I had the money back for, you know? That's how I got to that whole house thing that everybody got mad at me for. Go ahead. I
1: live in a studio. I use all my space. Let's go, minimalist man, minimalist.
0: Let's fucking go.
1: <laughs> How you doing, man?
0: I'm doing. You really put me in a good mood. That was good, a great fucking good. start. Go ahead.
1: My dog doesn't like it so much, but I do. Get I did. it. Um, so I I quit my. Your job. dog might
0: fucking love it.
1: My dog might. He comes you to don't the office. Fucking, he doesn't
0: talk to you about it. True. True. I mean, you might analyze the barking and the eyes, <laughs> but. <laughs> People are confused by me all the time.
1: Yeah, say that. Seriously. Say
0: like, it's, like, I think about that quite a bit. By the way, I'm going to just build on that. Back to like producing content. Like, there are so many people that tune me out the first time they see me because of the way I say something, not what I'm saying. They misinterpret the conviction or the energy. Plus, I'm very different here on stage where. You know, I have the mic than I am when I, inter- I mean, I'm sure, Maribel, you've had to tell- say that a million times. The way I interact on a one-on-one level is so different. It's just the nature of the context of it, you know? There's a part of me that just watched too much Randy the Macho Man Savage <laughs> and Richard Pryor that has now manifested in a bullshit version of those two in one, you know? And so <laughs> I, think that, I think that your dog might love it. Thanks, man.
1: I'll let him know, I'll let him know Gary Vee says that. Go ahead. Um, Yeah, so I quit my job like three years ago um, to like jump into entrepreneurship full time. Fell flat on my face like two times um, and then LinkedIn released video, right? And since then, like I was one of the first creators and my company's gone, I've literally gone from like, okay, negative $900 in my bank account to my company's about to pass seven figures. So one, I wanted to say thank you. Two, this is a weird question, you said this, like someone's gonna ask something fucking weird, this is it, can I have a hug? i
0: will try to get
1: you earlier, man. Hell yeah, let's
0: go awesome. I'm proud of you, bro. I'm proud of you. Let's go! Hold on a second. I don't think it turned out. Go ahead. Not yet.
9: Hi, Gary. This is Rafael from Mexico. Hey, Rafael. I, I just saw that you launched your YouTube on Spanish. What opportunities was seeing to start developing content in Spanish to US companies?
0: Uh, well, there's a lot of people that, you know, speak and understand Spanish.
9: <laughs> yeah, but what makes you take the next
10: step?
0: What, what made me do that? Yeah. The, the fact that I'm building enough of a business that I can afford more employees so that I can get people onto the next initiative Okay, here. I want to remind everybody who uses the excuse that Gary has a team that I did it all by myself for nine years without one employee. And for all the OG, how many people here were active on Twitter in 2007, 8, 9, 10, 11, raise them? You all know who was putting out the most replies and content. So, the re- what, what did I see? I always wanted to do it, I just systematically went to each initiative, that's my top priority, and eventually had enough scale on my team to get into the transcription at scale that I needed.
9: So you think it's a good opportunity to start producing content, that you as a US company, to yes. Hispanic market?
0: Yes, I do. Perfect. I think anybody who's confused by the growth of Latin flavor in our, like, it's funny, when I hear people talk about having a division, and it's really fun to have you, Maribel, because we had a lot of these conversations. Maribel has incredible passion for her heritage and her community, like many do. I would always say to her, I'm like, we're not building a division. This is, this is America. So, I think it's a huge opportunity. And when you start digging and looking at the metrics, quant and qual, I also think Spanglish, Is an incredible place where some of the content is half Spanish, half English. Like, they're incredible opportunities. I'm so fucking pissed. I grew up, I was born in Russia. If I could have been born in a Spanish speaking country, I'd be fucking dominating.
10: Totalmente de acuerdo.
0: See? I don't know what the fuck you said.
10: Hi, how are you? Love your content. By
0: the way, a, another one for the people that really are in my content. You know how much I love showing my uh, report card. <laughs> you know, I got real D's and F's in languages. I failed German one two times in a row on this in great, literally freshman and sophomore year. And in New Jersey at the time, you had to pass two years of language to graduate high school. I failed German one horribly, both freshman and sophomore year on the thesis that German was just like Russian, and then like, thank God, big shout out Mrs. Kennedy, my Spanish teacher. I literally know three words in Spanish. She called my mom like four days before I graduated and said, Mrs. Vinerchuk, I know we've never spoken, I just want you to know that your son is gonna pass and graduate high school, but you need to know, he doesn't know a fucking word. <laughs>
10: First of all, I love you, your content. Um, you. I started watching you originally when I got into wine and kosher wine by Wine Library with Daniel Rogoff, a lot of I those remember. wine reviews. I remember. Very good. Thank on behalf you. of my community, I'm Orthodox, everybody wants to know when we're gonna get a kosher sign on Empathy Wines.
0: That's a great, great question. The truth is, I don't know the answer to that, but I get inspired by stuff like this, and I will, abs- if you email me at Gary at VaynerMedia, I will put it in a folder in my empathy thing and when I go and have those meetings, that's what I look at and I will ask the question of how we're thinking about it and things of that nature because Nate and Trout are really driving a lot of that boat. Uh, but the answer is we're talking a lot about empathy right now from sparkling seltzer to cans to kosher to a lot of different conversations. So it's a great time to ask the question.
10: Okay, awesome. Another thing I noticed on LinkedIn and with all your media, you're very into being yourself, that's who I am, et cetera. I know it's the past six months, maybe a little bit longer on LinkedIn, the curse words are beeped out. How come?
0: Um, I I believe that I wanna community manage um, when people are pushing back. And the LinkedIn community over a long period of time really was getting quite loud at scale about the cursing. And the reality is I believe equally in being yourself and always never being bigger than the audience itself. So the beeping out is because I genuinely believed that it was becoming detrimental to the message and I didn't have the time like I did back in the day to every time it was out to go in and community manage and reply to 44 people and apologize that that's throwing them off but telling them why it was important to me. So. I, you know, I feel like I'm still being myself. It's beeped, you know what I'm fucking saying. You know, um, so that's where I'm at.
10: Okay, awesome, just for the last question, I, uh, so I have an ad agency and I manage clients for like a couple thousand dollars a month. Lots of times if a client comes to me, I'm managing their social media, they're paying me two, three thousand dollars a month. Like, by the way, could uh, you design this brochure for us? And by nature, I'm just a giving person. I like to say, yeah, 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 no problem. I'll do that for you for free, not charge anything extra. But on the other hand, I understand that people don't pay for it, they don't value it. So where do you draw the line?
0: Whatever your stomach is of the moment. There's no right answer to this question. The amount of times I've done things for free that ended up being extremely right is enormous, and the amount of times I've done things for free that ended up being a path of being overly taken advantage of that ultimately had negative repercussions, including burnt out staff and many other things, has been often as well. I, I, I tend to be like, yeah, I tend to not, you know, people are like, Gary, you always talk about, you know, you know, giving and all this stuff, but I'm being taken advantage of. I'm like, you're choosing to be taken advantage of. Everybody's a big girl and boy in here. You're more than welcome to say no. And we're about to go through a big transformation at Boehner Media. We're creating a very uncomfortable minimum fee for yearly retainer, or we're not gonna talk to you. That's just where we're at now. That's what I think is the right thing. So I think it's a personal question. And I think you should test both. I always tell people, ask for a little bit more money on the next scope just as a testing mechanism because a lot of you have subjectively decided on your ceiling. Or one person said no and you're like, fuck, the market doesn't want it. No, no, one person doesn't want it.
7: Awesome, thank you. you. Gotta, bro. Hey, Gary, how you doing, man? Very well, bro. My name is Salvador. Um, first of all, I wanna say thank you, man. No, just for being here, for everything that you share. I moved from Cuba two years ago, and I learned English listening to your podcast, man. Like... (laughs) I learned how to say motherfucker, man.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I get it. That's amazing, (laughs) Salvador. Thank you so much for that honor. How can I help you? So
7: my question... (laughs) We are using using an influencer to promote our brand, Mm -hmm. and, you know, people that interact with our ads and with our post. they just interact with the influencer. Yep. We, you know, we split as we do like videos, photos, you know, but people continue to interact with the with influencer. What we could do to...
0: Fire the influencer.
7: Yeah. Thank you so much, man. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> let me, let me, you, you never want somebody else to have leverage more than you have the leverage. If you feel like it's gotten out of hand, you need to fire the influencer. Get a different influencer. I think a lot of people should create influencers, either in themselves. One big thing that I love, if you have any animation skills in yourself or within your organization, way more people need to get into the Mickey Mouse business. Your influencer can be a cartoon, and you get to own the cartoon. The cartoon doesn't get drunk. The cartoon doesn't have sexual harassment issues. (laughs) The cartoon doesn't become a prima donna and want more money. The cartoon is something you own. Lil V that I put out, and there's only one of them, that wasn't for kicks and giggles. I don't do anything for kicks and giggles. Like, animation is something to consider. Or, understand it's 2019 and it's not about production value, putting your head on a stick figure, literally drawing a stick figure and putting your head on it and then having post-production animation skills and doing voiceovers so that you could do tons of things visually, but you don't have to actually be doing them, there's another good free idea. I'm loaded with ideas. This is about fucking execution. Thank, Thank you. you so much, You're bro. welcome, brother.
4: So in 2009, I ran across this video where a guy taught me the best wine to have with Fruit Loops. I
0: remember.
4: <laughs> Thank you. Um, you know, so I'm Rosanne. I run Redhead Labs. We are an e-commerce development firm, mainly Shopify and Big Commerce. Yep. Um, my main question right now is: We are trying to convince brands that TikTok is real yep. and a good placement. So how are you actually convincing the brands that you're working with that that's where money should be spent?
0: By telling them and not spending a second on it when they say no. The reason I went for the dramatic pause (laughs) is because I love you for asking this question because in the macro, it is the biggest vulnerability in the room. The biggest vulnerability in this room is trying to convince the unconvincible. I've done new business meetings that are scheduled for an hour in 16 minutes because as soon as I sensed it was over, I wanted the 45 minutes back. Many, thank you, many of you and our industry will have an 18th meeting with that person. I don't convince, I put shit on the record, and then some people benefit, and others figure it out later. Thank you. You're welcome.
2: Hey Gary, Uh, first of all, big fan. Thank Thank you you for being here. Thank you. So just for context, uh, my name is Marcel. I run a company that helps digital agencies run more profitably without wasting time on spreadsheets. So we're about to launch B2B SaaS you know, about 3K ARR price point. If you're in my shoes, what's the strategy that you're doubling down on to start off with?
0: Giving it away for free to the most influential people and then leveraging the fact that they use it successfully.
2: Okay. Well, I guess you're getting a free copy of our software.
0: (laughs) (laughs) That's good. Maribel, uh, and LinkedIn, bro. Yeah. LinkedIn. And maybe you make, I like when you ladder up a show, maybe a podcast around efficiency. Got it. Maybe a podcast called Hidden Costs. It's like if I was ideating, I would say, bro, start a podcast called Hidden Costs. Mm-hmm. The amount of money that pe- people make decisions in the funniest ways, they make decisions without realizing there's hidden costs. You know why I love culture? Because rehiring somebody has a lot of hidden costs. People are like, I'm not gonna give you a raise you know, for $3,000 and then the person leaves and then they spend 6000 to replace somebody that has no context. That's fucking dumb. Got it? Yeah. So if you start a show called Hidden Costs and you have different people on from HR, from procurement, to different stuff, but the underlining is the innuendo with even the title is that your product, because they're gonna know who you are, right. you don't even need to mention the company, is that your company, is eliminating and creates efficiencies and eliminates hidden costs. That's how I think about the world. Level up your thesis from a programming standpoint that brings even more value, because all of us will listen if it's 53 different topics of hidden costs, but if it's just SaaS, it won't. Do you understand?
2: Well, the show right now is called The Agency Profit Podcast, so it's a little bit more
1: next. literal, but anyway. Oh shit.
0: No, <laughs> next because good. Keep right. fucking going. Thanks, man. Now post, produce, and fucking quadruple down on LinkedIn. Thanks, man. You got it.
6: Hi, Gary. How are you? doing good I'm Michael Pavlov I'm coming from Creative House and New York Marketing Association Very nice. so my, my question is uh, imagine that you have nothing except your mindset and you are starting a marketing agency today what direction are you gonna go what strategy are you gonna apply
0: So one of the things that you have to do when somebody pays you, is you have to provide value against that payment. So if you're starting from scratch, you need to sell the thing that you think you're best at. No matter what it is. So for me, what I'm best at (coughs) is observing human behavior and understanding new ways to get people to know something. Mm -hmm. That's why social worked for me, that's why if I was starting today, right now, if this was a bizarre world and today was day one, everything's the same for me. I'm just coming out of the business. I would probably call my company Vayner Voice. Here's why: I'm capable enough to si- sell some consulting scopes about where voice is going to keep me around to eventually be the best dev shop on Alexa skills and Google Home because I genuinely think that the voice device is the only potential. I do not think it's guaranteed because I don't see the scale yet. But it is, and this is what, how I look about TikTok. I don't think TikTok is, yeah, I, saw, I saw somebody mention that I say Instagram's dead and it's not what I'm saying. I'm saying TikTok is the first platform that I see that has the potential to become the next thing. That's what I thought about Socialcam, that's what I thought about Vine, that's what I thought about Snap. It's also what I thought about Instagram and Facebook because MySpace was fucking killing it. So I, I, that's what I would do but I have a pretty, unique awesome skill, enough salesmanship and enough ability to be right often enough in a short enough period of time to bet, benefit from that, what I would recommend is people to do what they're best at. And by the way, that is what I did with Vayner. Yes. Just so everybody knows, the first two years of Vayner Media, first two years of Vayner Media, all we did was community management on Twitter and Facebook. That was our entire business. Nothing else. Because that's what I was best at. I wasn't best at creative on Twitter in 2009. Mm-hmm. I wasn't. I was great at community management.
6: Great. One more question. I made a bet with my friend that I'm going to shake a hands Let's with go. you.
0: But I want half the fucking money. Nice to meet you, you, my friend. You're nice welcome. To you. Nice make to meet you. Thank you, brother.
9: Hi, Gary. This is Gaurav from India. So, you you're know, nice I've been... Same here. So, I've been into the voice-first world for about a year and a half. I'm uh, sorry, one more time? I'm into the voice-first world, the yes. voice-first you yep. know, building Alexa yes. skills, you know, the Google Actions, and, yep. you know, for, for one and a half years.
0: Fantastic.
9: And largely, you know, what the challenge is that the discovery is, is a huge pain in the ass, uh, and uh, you know, the Google, they don't share any data. Nope. Uh, Alexa doesn't share any data, nope. right? So if you're looking at Saying that somebody is going to build a platform or a product which we are looking at. We are building products now or going to build products now, you know, in that phase right now. Uh, In this space, you know, for a discovery to solve the discovery problem, right? They're going
0: to solve it. That's why the App Store was built. It was impossible to find apps at first, too. They'll build it when they feel like it's time. Discovery is a piece of cake, it's just at the mercy of the platform. Yeah, okay. The end.
9: So if if somebody's looking at the voice, somebody's looking at the voice platform from a discovery point of view, it's gonna be totally on the mercy of Google and Amazon of the world
0: pretty much? Ish. And now you're gonna understand why I built a creative and media shop, because it solves that. Our ability to create discovery because of our ability to create content at scale that's contextual for every platform and arbitrage against the media costs is greater than everybody else's on earth thus gives me the opportunity to have a leverage point against anybody who's building Alexa apps right now because I can create the part that they can't, they become the commodity, I have the leverage. Got it,
9: so if somebody is looking at building a product into this. But, real quick, and I apologize,
0: I only have the leverage until Amazon flips the switch and on Amazon.com or on every Amazon package or on Google's homepage, there's discovery for every app. We lived this, it was called Apple apps. It wasn't hard. The first year and a half, there was no discovery. Got it. And then there was.
9: So if somebody's looking at building a product into this space, uh, you know, for a, for a discovery or a, or a
0: you know, in, in the voice space, what would you suggest that would be? As an app for the consumer? Yeah. Like, you're not being an agency and dev shop. you're building yeah. it for yourself a consumer? Yep. Be great at discovery. <laughs> That's all right. the punchline. Right. You know thank what you. I mean? You, yeah. have, you have to add that capability. Yeah. Otherwise you. you just built a great app. Tree in the forest, tree in the forest. Nobody knows you built the best app. Somebody's gonna build a better app in a year because the capabilities are gonna be better and yeah. you're fucked and that's what happens all the time.
9: Yeah. All right, thank you. You got
0: it.
6: Hey Gary, uh, my name is Abram Gonzalez. I'm from Am New I Mexico. Be, I apologize,
0: sir. Am I gonna be able to extend this a little bit? Cool, go ahead. Uh, Avery
6: Gonzalez from New Mexico. Uh, Right now I'm the only person that's client facing in my agency, so I know the next hire is going to be something like an account manager. My question for you, I do a lot of local networking, that's how I get all my clients. My question for you is how do you gracefully transition to giving them an account manager when they're really obsessed with you?
0: By not selling them me.
6: So how do you fr- how how did you frame that from the beginning with, with your agency cuz I imagine a lot of people come to you thinking it's
0: Everybody. Gonna work with Gary. Yeah. And then yeah. I'm like not true. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Here's Maribel. Yeah. yeah. You can backphone me if you pay enough. You know, by being unbelievably upfront. You know, just uh, uh, back to that gentleman the who talked about me always saying yes. I'm telling you everybody's biggest vocab addition is no. Bless you. (laughs) And it was really funny, and some of you, if you're very deep in my content, you may know what I'm about to say next. In Russian superstition, when somebody sneezes right after a statement, it means it's true. So I appreciate that sneeze. (laughs) Because it came after a very important point that could have been glossed over. The biggest word that everybody in this room needs to add is no. And it was hard at first because I had no other leverage. Now it's easier, Vayner's real. But at first, it was me. And this is Pepsi and GE, this is not like, you know? And I'm like, not me. And they're like, what? And I'm like, yep. I'm like, I'm the CEO, I'm building a company. I'm here just by telling them the truth. Thank you. You're welcome. Hey guys, sorry to interrupt your uh, video. I'm just giving you this call for my number uh, to let you know that you have to join my text community. Uh, 212-931-5731, hit me up with a text.
9: Hi Gary, my Hello. name is Emark, good E-mark. to
0: meet you.
7: Nice to meet you. And I'm Amark. Not sure if you remember us, Gary, about six weeks ago back in Chicago, we gave you one of these boxes. Wanted to make sure you had fresh breath. Thank you. And then about the last seven weeks, we've sent you one each week to each of the offices. There's a
0: huge fucking bag right outside my office. That's
7: fucking awesome. (laughs) We win. (laughs) So, Gary, about 20 floors up from here,
4: before I get there,
7: before I get there, could I have Jason, Goldie, Sammy, and Ada stand up for me? So, Gary, we came out here this week, and instead of listening it, to all the sessions, we decided to say, fuck it, let's go talk to strangers and meet some new people. And we said, let's start a podcast while we're at it, why not? So these are our first four guests. Will you be number five?
0: Ah. Yes. Fuck yeah! Oh! Ah. Yeah. Well please, super good, so good, so fucking good. Thank you so much. You're welcome.
8: Yeah. Go ahead. Hi, Gary. My name is Quinn Goss, Rochester, New York. Um, play, I'm a two, I played in the NFL for two years. I'm a free agent right now. Um, I own Iron Visuals. I saw uh,
0: your tweet.
8: You saw Iron. <laughs> I'm um, watching. You do watch.
0: I watch. Op- <laughs> like, it's so funny, right? Because one of the biggest digs I get currently is interrupting guests on the podcast, which I'm atrocious at. But, but it's funny why that is, it's, and I've started doing better in the last week or two explaining why it is so that people don't completely hate me, but the level of listening I do is far greater than the talking I do, and, um, and that's very confusing because you see me talking all the time, but I'm fucking listening, bro.
8: I feel you. Go My ahead. question I have is, you, you get, have you ever had a time where you had a high-ticket client come to you last minute, and this is more in the video realm, and they wanted to get some work done. In, in my situation, it was a travel agency. They wanted me to go to Cartagena, Colombia to go film for six days. The client didn't respect my prices. They weren't trying to like, lowball me. They, they didn't, we, had, we didn't end up working together. What do you, what, what have you done in that situation to try to get the client to actually work with you? and actually, what?
0: You know, it's a mix of a lot of things we've heard today. Like, I just kind of put my line in the sand and I'm empathetic. I try to explain to them why I think the value is there. But make them, you know, very comfortably, you know, understand if they wanna go in a different direction.
8: Alright, thank you. And Campbell, I mean, okay.
0: th- you know, negotiating's a very interesting game. You know, it's, people overthink it, of like, who's gonna blink first, or tactics, like, people have, you know, just business, like people has a, have a price for something, you know, I'm always empathetic. They may have a p issue. They may value me way more than I'm even asking, but they can't for some other reason, but, to, to your credit, you didn't think that that was an exchange. On the flip side, when your company's very early, I think you eat crow at scale because you need, you need case studies. You need context, you know?
8: Makes sense.
0: Um, it just didn't work for you, and that's okay, too. There is no right answer. Yes,
8: sir. Appreciate it. Kimball says, what's up, by the way? I love that. Thank <laughs> you,
2: bro. Hey, Gary, what's going on, man? Uh, I just want to say thank you. Uh, it's been just awesome. Uh, hanging up out here.
0: By the way, this is unbelievable. So, like, I'm so sad right now and happy. Literally, I wanted to extend this aggressively. On the queue here, it says, Last question, need to call your daughter. So, I gotta go. But go quick. Okay. I'm so sorry for everybody. Just hit me up, but I clearly use that to make you feel sad.
2: <laughs> it works. So, uh, as a CEO, taking a business, you know, working uh, with clients, uh, that are bringing in like 50 to 100 mil, what was the mindset shift that you had to work with the big boys, like the, the Fortune 500s? Nothing. Nothing?
0: Nothing. I let them come to me by being historically correct with what their customer was going to do. The reason I win, often, is because I'm not worried about the person in the middle. Got it? Yeah. I didn't change for them, They changed for me. Why? Because I focused on you. The end customer is the leverage, not the relationship with the person that writes the check. If you're playing long. As we end today's podcast, I want to give a huge shout out to the people, you know, it's so funny, people that leave reviews and written reviews of this podcast on Apple, Spotify, and all the other platforms, just mean the world to me. You've taken an extra... 13 to 95 seconds to show love and also give context to people of why this is a worthwhile podcast. So I appreciate that so much. And even more fun, uh, because I think we all love a little cosign or a shout out or a little awareness. Uh, I'm going to have the team give a couple of shout outs uh, daily on uh, our favorite reviews. So take it away, which were our favorites this week?
2: Thanks so much, Gary. Today's amazing review reads, amazing podcast, Gary tells the truth that you need to hear and doesn't hold anything back. Truly a life-changing podcast, well worth your time. Thank you so much for that kind review, and to anybody else listening out there, if you leave us a review, you might just get shouted out in the next episode.